DJ PK, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, reminding you to join the big show Friday from 2 to 7 at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orm. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! All right, time to bring in Katie Wingy right now, reporter, analyst, and host for Altitude TV, covering the Denver Nuggets. Katie joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Katie, good morning on Game 7, the morning of. Good morning, fellas. How are we doing? We're doing well. Nobody's doing as well as Jamal Murray. We're all kind of more in uh, Jokic territory. Can you believe what Murray has done? Because the Joker scares everybody here. He's had big games against the Jazz. He's doing his 25, 26 points a night in the playoffs. But Jamal Murray has blown up. Did anybody see this coming in Denver? You know, I don't know if we saw it to this level coming, but Jamal has had glimpses of brilliance throughout the past couple years. And I think we saw that in last year's playoffs, too. But to have him be putting up the numbers that he's putting up and the way he's doing it, I've been honestly more impressed with the way he's been carrying himself as well as the leader of this team, as you know, the guy that sets the tone with his emotions, the way he's been speaking and been a representative for the Nuggets and just has like worn his authenticity on his sleeve. It has been so much fun to watch, at least if you're in Denver, it has been. Um, and if you're just a basketball fan, I think you can't deny the, the greatness that is the battle between Mitchell and Murray that we've been witnessing so far this series. I'm interested to see what you think would happen if he comes out and everything isn't uh, just flowing and the basket isn't the proverbial as big as an ocean. Because we've seen some players, if it's not going well, maybe they fall off. Where the great ones, you know, even if they're having a horrible shooting night, can still find ways to make big baskets at big times, even if the percentage overall isn't good. So if it isn't going well for him right from the start, how do you think he'll respond? Yeah, I think he's that guy, honestly. he's He knows he's not going to make every single shot, even if he might think he's going to make every single shot because that's how confident he's playing right now. You know, if he misses his first couple or isn't hitting in the first half, but the game is still close, he's a guy that rises up when the stage gets bigger and, and the lights come on. And so, to me, I wouldn't see him checking out or getting frustrated or being concerned at all if, you know, it's a two-point game in the fourth quarter and he only has four points or six points or whatever it might be, because then he might score 20. Like, he's that good at flipping the switch and turning things on. And does it happen perfectly every time? No. But I'm not concerned about him not being red hot right out of the gate here. I think he has found ways to run this team, contribute to this team in ways that aren't just scoring. I mean, his rebounding, his playmaking, have both have been next level for Jamal Murray. And so I think he'll he'll turn to those things. He'll turn to his, his defense improving to try and get some easy buckets offensively, try and get his teammates involved. He'll keep looking for a shot if it's not falling. But again, like it's not going to affect his confidence in the fourth quarter if he's only made two shots up until that point. He's still going to take those shots and is going to think that he's going to make them, and he probably will when the moment is, is bigger. So sometimes role players emerge in these moments. No one in Utah will be shocked if Murray or the Joker has a big game in Game 7. But of the other guys, especially if they, if they trap Murray and force the ball out of his hands and, and stick with Jokic, who do you think has the temperament and the personality and the skill set, the talent, to have a big game in Game 7 uh, and, and be a difference maker? 
Yeah, you know, I would love to say Michael Porter Jr., in all honesty, because the Nuggets' second unit, I think, needs a little burst. Gary Harris provided that a little bit in the last game, more defensively than offensively, though, and just the energy that he brought, and his teammates trust him uh, immensely. And so to be able to have a guy on the floor that you're like, I know what I'm going to get from him, I know I don't have to worry about where I need to be, I think that that kind of lifted everybody in that second unit, everybody that was playing with him on the floor, but Michael Porter Jr. is a scorer, undoubtedly. And so I think that if Joker's double-teamed, Jamal's double-teamed, and they have, they're forced to, to give up the basketball, then you're leaving a Michael Porter Jr. wide open on the three-point line, and he knocks down a couple of those, and then he gets going, and his confidence builds as a rookie, and he'll try and get to the basket, get to the free-throw line. So I would love to see him you know, knock down a couple threes. He was really cold last game. I think he was one of seven or one of six from the three-point line, but it's a numbers game, right? So if you want to play that game, maybe he knocks down a couple more uh, in game seven here tonight. So we'll see. I mean, that's the thing with the Nuggets. They're so deep that it really could be anybody. And if it's not Jamal and it's not Joker and the ball is forced out of their hands, anybody else, it could be, uh, you know, by committee or it could be one guy that, that shines even brighter. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. How much do you think the Nuggets can draw on previous playoff experience in this game? A lot, especially since they've played two Game 7s, and now they've played two must-win games behind them. Um, I, I think having those high-pressure, you know, in a situation where you have to dial in, you have to focus, you can't put that much pressure on yourself because also will be out of your rhythm. You'll try and do things that you're not used to doing. So I, I do think as of recently especially like two game sevens last year the Nuggets beat the Spurs in the first round in a game seven they lost to Portland in game seven at home but that game went right down to the wire and was a huge performance from Damian Lillard uh and so having these two most recent games as well and kind of the momentum shifting to be in Denver's favor I think all of that works for them I think all of that adds to what they're going into with this game tonight and this team, I've, I've been telling a lot of people this. It's so funny. They can never make it easy on themselves, it seems like. But they prefer that. Like, they prefer to be the underdogs. They prefer to have this title on them that, like, oh, they're down 3-1. Only 11 teams in the NBA have done that. Now their mentality coming into today's game is, you know, why can't we be the 12th? Why not us? And so they thrive in those situations. You guys know this. I mean, they, were, they only played seven guys that game in Utah during the regular season and somehow found a way to win that game. So they love situations where people count them out, where people have doubted them, and then like a phoenix rising from the ashes. That is totally their identity in so many situations, this season and even last season as well. I would assume the one thing the Nuggets fear is Donovan Mitchell just you know, shooting, you know, just playing out of his mind and going off for 50 or 60 or something crazy. Uh, is there anything else that the Nuggets really fear going into this? What concerns Denver heading into this game? Sure. Well, I think one step further than just Donovan Mitchell is the pick and roll in general. They have struggled really all series long, finding an answer to defending that. Last game was a lot better. I think the second half of game five was better as well. Just mixing up their coverages, taking away different roll looks, forcing mid-range jumpers. And it just helped that you know Utah didn't hit everything they threw up in those games because it seems like they had been really all series long so far. So I think mixing up coverages and pick and rolls, not letting Gobert just get dunk after dunk after dunk. And, you know, games two and three, that's what we felt like was happening in Denver. And so 
it's almost like you go back to a game one mentality, right? And Coach Malone joked about this after that game. It's like, well, if Donovan Mitchell has, you know, 53, 55, 60 points, but we still win, does it matter? Does it matter how we defended him? And I, I kind of think it's going to be that type of mentality of like, look, we know how good Donovan Mitchell is. We know how he rises when the moment is big and how he steps up for his team. We don't want anybody else to beat us in this situation. If Donovan Mitchell beats us, you know what? That Maybe that's something that we can live with because he just had that great of a game and just beat our coverages and our strategy that well. But if everybody else starts knocking down those shots, that's when I think the Nuggets will feel really defeated. So defending that pick and roll will be huge. Having their rotations be there defensively. I mean, just really, it sounds so broad, but like defense in general has to show up for Denver today. And that's how Coach Malone actually ended his press conference yesterday. He said, you know, defense will be the key to us beating the Utah Jazz and then walk, was like, thanks, and walked off the screen. So that is in the forefront of their minds right now. I think they think that they'll figure it out offensively, but they have to be on track defensively. So you talk about how the Nuggets love being the underdog and have been able to thrive. Well, you can argue in games five and six they are, but now in game seven they aren't. You think that has any effect? No. It's, now it's game seven. Now they've made it here. I just don't think that that – it's like the confidence has built from game five, game six, and then they, they made it to a game seven. So now it's like let's finish the job. Um, I don't see this team being too confident or too cocky or any of those things or overlooking this. I mean, some people have been saying, you know, don't – they've been playing really well, but let's not get ahead of ourselves here. And I don't think they will either. I think they know what's at stake. Obviously, the Jazz have delivered a, a couple hard butt kickings to this team, and so they're fully aware of, of what they can do and how they can come out of the gate and how they can just knock down shots and, and get all their teammates involved and how much rhythm they can develop with within – their five that are on the floor, the Jazz do a really great job of playing together. And that's something that coming into this series, the Nuggets pointed out, the players and the coaching staff, they're just, the Jazz are a well-coached team that play together, similarly to the Nuggets in that they're passing up good shots for great ones. And so Denver is coming in wide-eyed, I think, to game seven, but they also are like, we did the work to get here, let's reward ourselves. We know you got to run, last thing, and we don't need a long answer if you don't have time, but can either of these teams beat the Clippers? You know, I have actually been surprised based on that Mavericks series. The Clippers have some, some vulnerabilities, and I think they it'll be a better series than anybody would have expected is what I'm predicting. No matter what team moves forward, because these two are kind of similar uh, in the Jazz and the Nuggets, I do think it will be a more competitive series than what maybe people thought if it wasn't a bubble situation or, you know, if it was the normal NBA playoffs. So, I'm not going to start looking ahead to that one quite yet, as I'm sure you guys are neither, but it's going to be fun to see how these playoffs continue to go because I think we've been so fortunate with the basketball that we've seen so far. Katie, we appreciate the time. We know you got to run. Thanks a lot. Yeah, guys, thanks for the time.